0: Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palette,
1: a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Each week, join us on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics.
0: I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. Cheers. Cheers. So this week, we did something different. We recorded live on-site, so we're pretty excited about uh, what's coming up.
1: We sure are, and um, we broke it into two parts, so welcome to part one. Part one. All right, so this week we are talking about wine tasting, one of my absolute favorite pastimes, and we are actually doing something very different. We are actually on location. On we location, I love it. I know we are at one of my favorite wineries. It is Wright Station Winery. It's a Los Gatos winery in the um, Santa Cruz on the Santa Cruz Summit. And it's beautiful. It is an absolutely beautiful day. So it may sound a little different today, too, because they have an event going on. There's some live music. There's an oyster man here. Bill the oyster Bill man. Bill the Oyster Man. Um, there are tons of people. So I mean, I have this amazing view of all these gorgeous trees, all these gorgeous people. There's a dog that just ran by, a child Junior. that just ran by. And I mean the grapes. and the grapes, I mean, it is amazing. Um, And I currently am drinking an Estate Chardonnay. It has these tropical undertones. It's oaked. Um, Apparently, it was made in 80% neutral oak and then 20% new oak. You can taste just that tiny touch of butteriness in there. It's phenomenal. What are you drinking? I'm loving it. What are you drinking? I'm
0: actually drinking a Pinot. um, It's the K-Block Reserve. Uh, It has a good... um, bouquet, if you remember from our Terms episode earlier, several episodes ago. So that, that good bouquet, which have uh, fruit, so you get some strawberry, blueberry, pomegranate, kind of cherry, um, and I actually, you know, can actually smell some of those. Um, in there, and it most importantly, well, let me have sniff. It, it tastes delicious. Yes. Right. Okay, Jen is, Jen is snipping. Oh, that
1: smells delicious! Right? Yeah,
0: it's got a great nose not just nose but bouquet because remember yeah. the nose is just the smell, but that bouquet is that level of flavors. I
1: love it, and it
0: has them. An, and the, again, it most importantly, I don't care smells, it tastes good.
1: Yes, you yeah, know, that is the most important thing. So Mark and I have very different experiences when it comes to wine. You may remember that if you listen to our intro long, a long, long time ago. And I started tasting wine at a young age and really, really started learning how to taste wine when I lived in Italy. And when I, you know, moved to Italy, one of my classes was the art of tasting wine where they taught us how to sip wine, look at the color, really explore the different flavors. And, you know, I was really young then. I was, 20 years old um and so i was just kind of getting my bearings but then um i was living in northern california and you know when i moved back because I that was in college and i stayed in northern california now living in northern california i was in close vicinity to
0: napa, you know napa, napa you know wine napa. country yeah. and
1: that's when i learned to make wine tasting a hobby and, you know, when I first started, I'm not gonna lie, I thought that the best way to go wine tasting was to hit a bunch of different places. And I really just went to drink. Eat, and I kind of let some of those lessons that I've learned in Italy go by the wayside. But then I learned eventually how to truly taste, how to go into a tasting room and test out different wines and how to explore different types of wineries and find new wineries. So it's been kind of a journey, but through that I found so many different, not just wineries that I like, but different types of wine that I like. So I, I'm not going to say I'm an expert by any means, but I definitely have a lot more experience wine tasting. You do. And so, a lot of
0: experience. And so
1: um, Mark and I approached this episode very differently. <laughs> um, Mark did a lot of research on this.
0: I did because... I mean, as I think, if you've been listening, you know my my journey is a little shorter than yours. It's been actually just a few years, even that uh, that I've been in there. And my first um, experience uh, was actually even five years ago. So before I started my alcoholic journey, if you will, alcoholic that sounds bad. My, <laughs> well, my exploration like into alcoholic
1: journey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, my exploration into the the world of wine, beer, and spirits. Um, and uh, and it was actually uh, my girlfriend that was we just started dating at the time, and uh, I knew she loved wine and wine tasting. His
1: girlfriend and I have taken a lot of alcohol journeys together, by the way. <laughs> yes,
0: they have. <laughs> and it was her birthday, and I wanted to surprise her with something. And I knew she loved the wine and the wine tasting, and I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but I wanted to make her happy, so I kind of you know cobbled something together. We it, had it worked out, it was successful. Um, and again, since then, I've. I've learned a lot as I've taken this journey but um, I wanted for this episode to first of all kind of help those people in the same place I was who really don't know how it works what's happening and trying to figure something out and then also once you're there how do you taste all that kind of fun stuff and so I did I spent some good time researching this because I really wanted to learn
1: and I would like to know what you did learn
0: well yes <laughs> let me tell you I've got pages here so I mean, uh, we'll just kind of slowly work our way through it as we go. Um, I think the first key thing, um, and we talked about this, it may have been our first episode, um, if not the second, but tasting versus evaluating wine. Right. And the, I think the most important thing to remember is um, we're not evaluating. Evaluating is for the people that are, you know, putting the wine labels right for the magazines, um, you know, doing this for restaurants, you know, whatever. They, they're experts. Um, the rest of us, we're just tasting.
1: That is the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so you need to kind of go into a tasting knowing it's okay to not know. It's okay to not be an expert. And you don't have to do all the, you know, perfect little things. And, and you can taste it and like it. And, or and not you,
1: like yeah, it. exactly. I was just going to say, it's also okay to not like it.
0: Yes. Yeah. And and so it's kind of like, I uh, you know, Again, and, and then I think that's important. Everyone's gonna have that different thing. So if you kind of go in and don't overthink it and just kind of realize I'm just gonna taste this wine. Now this is, you know, right now we're just talking, I figured we start just talking about just tasting in general, I don't care where you are, whether you're tasting at home or whatever. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about the tasting rooms because that was, you know, the experience I was trying to set up there and, 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 and right. also knew nothing about. Um, so uh, I think the other key thing just to kind of, again, especially for newer people, um, and this was definitely me. When I was first starting to taste, I it smelled like red wine or it smelled like white wine. <laughs> okay. There was no bouquet like I got today. Um, you know, today I actually, you know, with my K block reserve, um, I could, I can get the notes of the strawberry and the blueberry, but again, before I'm like, yeah, it smells like wine. <laughs> you right. Know? And I could tell Well, talk that is something that's red. kind of
1: acquired. You learn that over time. The more you, the different wines you, sniff, I guess. Yeah. The
0: more you sniff, the more yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: wow. Wise words.
0: mark. <laughs> there you go. Um, but again, don't, don't, so don't be intimidated the more you by sniff, that. The more you know. Yes. It's, it's a community I think my dog's by the same principle. Yes. Um, but anyway, so just know that it takes time to kind of get there. And if you're, if that's all you're experiencing right now, keep sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and eventually you will start to uh, find that and notice it. Um, I was kind of, I think the first thing. And the other thing is to kind of keep in mind now, like today we're at this gorgeous winery and they've got live music and they've got, um, Billy Oyster Van and they've got all sorts of fun stuff happening. But if you are more seriously tasting, like you really want to taste the wine, you want to be careful of the environment. So if it's noisy, distracting, it's got poor lighting, um, if you're in the middle of a restaurant and there's all these smells, other smells, all of that is going to affect your experience.
1: Right. And I, you know, you will notice that most tasting rooms lack other foods, unless it's a cheese plate. They don't have a lot of other stuff. Um, and that, cause those other smells would be distracting from your, you know, experience. Yeah.
0: And, and if you think about it again, they're well lit, they're generally fairly quiet. I mean, again, today there's events going on, which is awesome and fun, right. but, um, in general, there are good places to do tasting. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of set up that way. So there's another thing. When you're tasting, there's an order to the tasting. Everything has an order. I don't know about everything does. But um, and I, I wouldn't have known this, and you know, if I were tasting, I would have just randomly tasted what was in front of me. But uh, you should start with sparkling wines. Okay. Move into your dry whites, move into your heavier and older whites move into your rosés, your younger light reds, your bold or high alcohol red wines, and then finish off on your desserts, ports and ice wines. Well,
1: and the good news is, you don't actually really have to remember that necessarily because usually they lay it out for you. Uh, In the tasting room, they'll generally put out a list of wines and say, here is what you will be tasting today. Sometimes they'll let you pick and choose, um, but they usually lay it out in the order that they believe you should be tasting it in.
0: Definitely. And
1: sometimes they'll even give you the option of just tasting whites, or just tasting reds, or just doing dessert wines. You know, so they'll let you play with that list a bit. So you, they don't leave. They allow you. You know, they kind of set you up for success.
0: If you're doing this in a, in a professional lookout with somebody who right. knows what they're doing, at a party where it's well done, but yeah, it, it, they will. They should be doing it right. Um, but if you're just again doing this at home. Oh, or, if you're
1: setting up your own tasting room. Or setting so up your oh, no, own, own like, oh. your own like
0: tasting party. Oh, your no, own tasting I'm party. Have people over oh,
1: so yeah, if you're party. setting up your own tasting party, this is that would be great. Yeah, you could set up the perfect little taste.
0: But generally, if you're doing that, you're probably also going to research everything else. Yeah. So generally, that's going to be done for you. But that is why it's done, and the reason why, of course, is because you can kind of tell in that as you you go through those flavors, like the the big bolder reds are going to. Be very powerful so if you start with that and then you move over to something lighter it's going to wash out some of that flavor well, right because
1: remember we also talked about tannins right think about yes. what a tannin is going to leave in your mouth and then imagine then having a Sauvignon Blanc after that how is that going to? What is that going to do? Are you going to really going to truly be able to taste that Sauvignon block if your mouth is full of tannins? Yes. you know, you're, you know, you still have that in there. So. And, and that's
0: why, like, sometimes they do have palate cleansers, right? Little crackers, you drink some water, stuff like that. But oh, again, those it's crackers still
1: lifesavers sometimes. They
0: are, but that's still going to affect your experience of the wine if you do it in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. Not right, the absolutely the true. The, the order police are not coming after you. sometimes
1: but, those crackers are lifesavers because you have a little too much wine
0: yes although there's that,
1: that is another part of the tasting experience
0: and, and we're going to cover uh, i have some research on that
1: <laughs> um, we'll get there we'll
0: get there. but first let's talk about okay i don't care where you are you i've just had a glass of wine set in front of you 10. yes and it is time to taste that wine
1: uh, okay
0: so there is again if you were not experts you're maybe an expert if you're listening to this, but most people I would suspect listening to this are not experts. All right. Um, So, you know, you do with this what works, but I'm gonna kind of talk about what the experts do and why they do it so we can have some understanding in that. So the first thing is they pour the glass. They pour a little bit in there. um, And then you notice they always do that swirl, right? They swirl around in the glass. Why are they swirling it? They are swirling it for t- a couple different things, actually. Um, one is to look at the color. Um, so once you kind of get an idea of the color, um, generally, again, it's not a firm fast rule, um, but the darker, bolder colors are gonna be stronger in alcohol. The, 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 again, the darker it is, the bolder the flavor is generally going to be. Um, also, uh, again, if you're an expert, they lose, the reds will lose color over time. They'll kind of go to more of a little browner, yellower color. So again, if you're an expert, you can notice that and pick that up and say, hey, this is, this is probably an older vintage, especially if you, again, you're maybe blind tasting or something. Um, or even if it is, you can also identify how fast is it age. It may be uh, a 10 year or five year or two year old bottle, right? But if that color is out of line with that, then maybe it's spent time in the sun or, again, done other things which may affect flavor. Mm -hmm. If it is a white wine, they get darker, actually a little bit darker over time, um, but they should never really have a brown color to them. If they get there, there's probably a problem. So that's one of the reasons. Um, Another is we talked about tannins and they get exposed to the oxygen and the oxygen collects on the tannins and settles towards the bottom and kind of smooths out those tannins so that's exposing the wine to some air right and last but not least um there are the legs
1: oh yes tell me about those legs so i'm checking out mark's legs right now
0: yes they are
1: nice they are beautiful
0: right and so as you swirl it around the legs you'll notice the wine starts, after it, it gets along the top of the glass, it starts to run down the glass. And, and yes, I'm like, showing Jen like, he's with sho- my hands. Uh, I'm, I'm yes, he's, he's, showing me he's showing
1: me his legs <laughs> with his hands. I am. <laughs> that is the weird, one of the weirdest <laughs> things I've said today. And
0: it <laughs> today. it won't be the last. It won't be the last. And then you notice the, the wine will start to drip full. First of all, how, how thickly does it coat the glass? And then it slowly kind of drips down, right? Yes. And then how much drip, and how long does it take? So that gives you an idea of the um, thickness, the viscosity, if you will. How thick are your legs? How thick are your <laughs> legs, right? And and so the the the, the thicker the legs, the, the thicker the coating of the glass, the longer those legs last and go down there. Generally, the higher the alcohol content in the wine is. Mm. So that's again. So when they're doing that, oh, and I we were. I was at a wine tasting once and it's kind of funny because you know the, the the person doing the tasting was was swirling around and just look at those legs, just watch them dance. Oh <laughs> no,
1: they did yeah, not.
0: They did. Although oh. in their fairness,
1: did it look like they were dancing? It kind
0: of did. I mean there was no. a lot of. Was it more workout. of like
1: a waltz or a cha-cha?
0: I, I would go more cha-cha. Oh, wow. Again, okay, well in that case it would be entertaining. So yeah. it was probably a little lighter in alcohol now that I think about it. Ooh, I,
1: yeah, I that's pretty
0: bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's it's kind of funny, but that's why when they swirl it around and they look at it, um, that is what is going on.
1: I saw these, um, glasses, I think they were on Amazon that will swirl the glass for you. I mean, I, not that you can't swirl your, swirl your own glass, but you it, you can just put the glass on your table and it will just swirl it for you.
0: I kind of feel like that is ultimate lazy. It really <laughs> is. I
1: know, but it is out there for you. So, I mean, imagine you can just put, you know, pour your glasses and then i will just swirl, swirl. I, I don't know why anyone would actually need that. I them.
0: enjoy swirling.
1: I do too. I, I I'll actually, I actually sometimes swirl. sit there and swirl and swirl. It's almost exactly. like a, I, I, I find it fun, but for those of you who do not enjoy the swirl, it is actually out there on various websites, all right. so, you know, there you have it. If, if
0: swirl is your issue, yes, there is, swirling is your
1: issue. Exactly,
0: if you're anti-swirl. If you're anti-swirl, so okay, so we've looked at it, we've yeah. swirled it, we've held it up to the light and looked like all the yes. experts that we are, we've checked out I, I, like, Are
1: we gonna drink anytime soon? Not yet, oh first, oh my gosh. Okay, we must get there. smell the wine. Oh okay, sniff it.
0: We're looking for the, the bouquet, the, the, the nose, um, and we've talked a little bit about some of that and why you do it, but um, the way to pro- appropriately do it is you hold the glass a few inches away from your nose, and then you bring it so that your nose is about a half an inch into the glass. Okay. Although I did read a lot of even like you know the experts say just stick that nose. Oh, in Oh yeah, there. I, I
1: feel like whenever I see the quote unquote experts do it, they're fully in there.
0: Yeah, and there's fully no because there. you're really and actually and it's even too. It's a few sniffs. It's not like, yeah. shh, like that yeah. one great big sniff. Yeah. No, it's like this gentle sniff yeah. and do a few because you might find the second and third, you'll pick up more things. And, and again, that kind of goes to, oh, a quick sniff, it's red wine. Whereas if you kind of take a few gentle sniffs, you may actually start to notice. Oh,
1: this is licorice, this is clove, this is this, this is that. More of that
0: bouquet. Yeah. Um, so, that, uh, so we do this. Why do you smell it, Jen? Nah. No. I just asked you a totally loaded question without setting you you, anyway, you sure Why? did.
1: Well, you can snip it, A, to see if the wine is good. Yes. B. Because
0: if it smells bad. Then it don't. It it will taste bad. probably tastes bad. Now, I did have one wine once where the nose was a little like, Ooh, and but I sipped it, and then I was like.
1: I've had that before, too. I'm like, oh, this smells like soap. doesn't taste like soap. I drink it anyway. Yes, yes it smelled bad, but I still drink it.
0: Well, I, t- I did, too. And it, but it, <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it tasted, maybe it was the uh, glass.
1: So sometimes I think I'm like, oh, is it the glass or the wine? No, but if
0: you're not starting with a good, clean glass. Well, no, that's but probably... you know,
1: sometimes your glass can smell. Anyway, not important. But no, I agree. So, no, I wouldn't it can smell kind of say. soapy or something. Yeah. So I thought maybe it was the glass, but I drank it. It was fine. Yeah. But generally speaking, you're right. It could be bad wine. If it's you're... kind of like smelling the cork.
0: Yes, exactly. You know,
1: similar. Okay. Um,
0: you had some other guesses.
1: Um, also, to give yourself an idea of what the wine is going to taste like, to yes, kind of preempt the flavors. Yes. Those are
0: mine too. And that's pretty much it. Again, you're looking for the bouquet, what kind of things on there. And now they may give you ideas of the flavors. But again, that's, what's kind of interesting about wine. I think sometimes is I will smell like in with the, the one I'm drinking now, the strawberry, blueberry, the cherry, but I don't always necessarily taste them. So you can have the the smell be very different from the taste experience, but it will definitely give you a glimpse into it. Right. Um, And I agree with that. Um, so you, yeah, and that's where we talked about the the nose and the bouquet. You look for that, um, and then and you know and sometimes you can read the the bottle or the tasting notes or whatever. It will give you some insight. But if you smell something different, what you smell is is what you smell, right? I mean, nobody's going to tell you you're wrong because um, everyone may have it based on their experience. And then um, I think we're actually going to talk about next week. We'll talk about um, barreling and and how that affects the flavor. But if you, just to give you guys a little hint, if you get that toast, smoke, vanilla, chocolate, espresso, nutty, caramel, any of those kinds of notes in the scent, it was probably oaked. Yes. But we're going to talk a whole lot more about that next week. So if you're curious about the barreling process, yeah, why, oat, how it works, new oak, old oak, because you're drinking it. Mine is
1: I'm minus some new, some, well, neutral, which means the barrel has been used.
0: Yes. So, exactly. So we're going to talk about that next week. Now, we actually get to not yet drink the wine, Jen. What
1: do we, what do you mean?
0: We, we now get to sip.
1: Oh, sip. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? At least it's going in my mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? We <laughs> Thank the, the Lord. So you're supposed to, again, and this is,
1: <sighs> I'm going to drink right now. It's just
0: talk. Yes. Yeah, this is pro level. A, you do what works for you. I generally will just go in and take a drink at this point. I will do the swirl. Look at yeah. it. I actually now know a little bit more what I'm looking at and why I used to just do it because everybody did it and I would smell. And again, I, I did eventually get from smelling red wine, just smelling the different notes. Um, and then again, I'll just go in and go for a drink. But generally a lot of the, the, the pros, um, will first sip um, and then let it kind of, and this I actually learned, you let it roll around in the mouth a little bit because, um, and, and I totally discovered this. It was actually just, a, sadly, just very recently, just a few weeks ago I was tasting and they said, oh, it's got a jalapeno whatever. Oh. I, I was just like, really? And I tasted, it, I'm like, I don't get the jalapeno. And then I, then I did it, I kind of let it roll along the tongue. And as it kind of hit towards the back of the tongue, I got a distinct, like, little jalapeno hint, and it was actually really good. I know you think wine and jalapeno Well, good. Well,
1: I like, like, spice in my wine, so I can see where that would be good. Yeah, and it wasn't
0: strong. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, it's hot or spicy, but it's just just like that. Like Like a pepperiness. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, that little hint in there. So where it's going to hit the tongue and when and how is, again, going to affect the flavor. And then, if you're a pro, you take that first sip, you do that, and then you spit it out. I would
1: like to discuss the spitting. I was really hoping, hoping we were going to talk about the spit.
0: Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about spit because, a, I, I mean, there's definitely reasons to spit and we'll, I, and actually, I've got more cool. talking about that as we get to tasting rooms, but I personally, like, pro take a sip and spit. Now that's because they're tasting 50, 60, 100 right. wines or whatever in a day. For us, right. that's a crime. Uh,
1: I, okay, so, you know, you go to a tasting room and, you know, let's say you're tasting six wines and they have these, spittoons, I don't know if that's what you actually call it, a spitting vessel, a place for you to, well, you don't actually spit, no, a pouring vessel. A pouring yeah. vessel, Yeah, So yes. actually, you don't actually spit that, you usually swallow.
0: Yes, you're usually not supposed to. You swallow
1: to your wine. <laughs> you're
0: not supposed to spit, <laughs> you're supposed you... to swallow. Go ahead, Jen. Yes,
1: <laughs> and, but there's a place for you to pour out the rest of your glass if you don't want the rest of it. And I find that to be a crime. And, okay, but here, okay, so I understand, you know, don't drink wine you don't like, but generally you're with other people. So I say, give the rest of your glass to one of your oh. tasting mates. And that's, I'm a lot of times the vessel for, <laughs> wine. like, oh, and you, don't like, do you don't like that rosé? I'll take that rosé. Oh, you don't like that Chardonnay? I'll take that Chardonnay. And Which, I agree.
0: I will totally share. It. If I don't like right. it, I will try to share it with and somebody I, else around. But if not, if I don't like it, honestly, I, mean, I won't drink it. Or... If I'm driving or and I'm that's like several I'm driving, wineries in, you've got to pace yourself yes. a little bit. Yes, and if
1: I know that I'm going we'll talk about how many wineries you should visit. Yes. I, ideally, you know, if you want the true tasting experience. But
0: we if like I know hangers, we keep Yeah, we like to uh little, yeah, little
1: carrots for you. Um, but if I know I'm gonna be visiting like numerous wineries, I might pour my wine out, but generally just, I I hate to see wine being poured out. It's just like, and I see some people, they pour, like one sip, pour, one sip, pour, one sip,
0: pour. I'm like, no! A little hint for that, and I guess we're kind of diving into what we do ahead, but that's okay, because we just do what we want here. (laughs) Um, But my tip for that is if I know again I'm driving, or I know, uh, a lot of times with like some of the, the, I'm not a huge Chardonnay fan, and so I may not know if I like it or not, and so in that case, I will actually, I'll just tell them, give me a very light. I've done water. that too. Yeah. Or if I, yeah, I, that's what I've done. Because I feel it's a waste. I mean, it, a lot yeah, of Yeah,
1: just give me a little splash. Yeah, I don't want I to
0: say. waste their wine. Give I mean, me little... Yeah, give me a splash. So anyway, so that's it. So, oh, sip and let it linger. Yeah. Um, let it linger. Uh, let it linger. I like that. That's a go. good one. Yes. Um, um, it's so, like you oh, you
1: sings. It is, but not today. Not today.
0: Uh, and then after that, then you can actually take a drink and then you know the taste and everything else. And then the last tip for for actually tasting the wine itself um, is uh, to contemplate. And this is something I never really did. I would just, you know, you drink it and you go, okay, great, and you move on. It's when you stop and and kind of let it switch around and then just pause for a second and think about what am I experiencing? What am I tasting, what am I feeling? And I think most people don't take that time to stop and think or contemplate about what they just did. Um, or what they've just, you know, had. Um, and that's when you really can kind of identify the, the finish and, and or just, again, what were the flavors and do I like it or not, is by taking, just, just take a second or two and, and think about it. And that also helps you remember that. So. That's, a, that's a
1: good piece of advice. I've never, I don't know how much contemplation I've done.
0: I, I have done very little, um, but I have started doing it. Um, and again, part of this journey that we're on, I've learned uh, to contemplate, uh, especially with some of this research. And it's kind of funny, too, because a lot of the stuff as we learn this, I actually do start practicing it. And I am distinctly noticing a difference in how I'm tasting the wine, um, what I'm getting out of it, everything else. So I don't know about everybody else out there, but I'm learning a lot. Yeah.
1: I mean, we hope you're getting something out of it, too. That is our hope. For a summary of what we talked about today, or ideas for future topics, if you have any questions, you can um, check out our website, theunsophisticatedpalette.com.
0: And hopefully by now you've uh, subscribed, told all your friends, neighbors, dogs, cats, and Every else.
1: single person or animal you know.
0: And you're <laughs> rated as well.
1: Make sure you check out part two next week. And until next time, drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.